This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back to another episode of Seeing Other People. I am so excited that this episode is finally out. It is with two amazing, amazing humans, Danielle and Julie, who are the founders of the app Foreplay, technically known as Foreplay Social, but it is a double dating app and also just a social app in general where you can meet people, whether it's for dating, if you're looking for love, or if you're just looking for friends. And it's so awesome. And we learn about how they actually decided to create the app and and what they've learned about dating and love from going through this process of starting foreplay. But we talk a lot about double dating in general and how to be a good wingman or wing woman or just wing person to your single friends. We also talk about how to make dating fun and keep powering through when it hasn't been working out and you feel burnt out and maybe you need to take a break or maybe you need to try something new. I know we've all felt like that before. We've all felt kind of a bit torn down when we keep trying and we keep putting ourselves out there and it's not working. So uh, Danielle and Julie have a lot of really great advice and we talk about a lot of really awesome things. We also answer a ton of listener questions. Don't forget, if you want your question answered on the show, email us seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at seeingotherpeople. And of course, if you like what you hear, please, please, please give us a five-star rating in the Apple Podcasts app and a lovely, lovely review. While I cannot take compliments, I do love reading them and smiling to myself in silence. Um, And right before we get into the episode, I just want to talk about one thing that happened. I was recording an episode of 51 First Dates with the hosts Liza and Kimmy. And um, that episode's out now. So definitely head over and check that out and then come back to this episode. But we were talking about how sometimes we want to go up to someone, whether it's at a coffee shop or at a bar, or you see them on the subway or on the street and they catch your eye. And you really want to do it. You can picture your whole lives together while you're standing there looking at them. And then the moment passes, you don't build up the courage to do it and they're gone forever. And this goes well beyond dating in general. It, it can relate to anything. Anytime you want to ask for something or or meet someone, or if you want to go up to someone who you know works at a company that you've always wanted to work for and, and you're just afraid to, Um, There's one quote that stuck with me for a very, very long time. And it's from the movie, We Bought a Zoo, which if you haven't seen it, I could not recommend it 
more highly. It's such an incredible movie. It's so heartwarming. You will definitely cry, but like happy emotional tears that you probably need to get out of your system. And I wrote this quote in my phone five, 10 years ago, maybe, I don't know, whenever the movie came out. And I reference back to it all the time. And the quote is, sometimes all you need is 20 seconds of insane courage, literally just 20 seconds of embarrassing bravery. And I promise you something great will come of it. And I think that's such like an important thing to keep in our minds where like, we're often afraid to do something, afraid to take that chance, afraid to go up to that person. And the worst thing that can happen is that they're not interested or they're seeing someone else or they don't have a job to offer you. Like whatever it may be, depending on the situation, if you ask and you put yourself out there, the worst thing that can happen is it doesn't work out and you're right back where you were standing there before when you wanted to ask. The best thing that could happen is that it does work out and who knows where that can lead you and what can come of that. And that's also something my mom's always taught me. Like if you don't ask, you don't get. And sometimes you really just need a few seconds of crazy, insane courage to get yourself to do that. And it could change your life. So no, I'm not becoming a motivational speaker. Do not worry. But I just think that that quote really has stuck with me for so many reasons and really relates to dating and putting yourself out there, especially in real life as we're getting back out there and trying to meet people in person these days. So with that, I will bring us into the episode with Julie and Danielle, and I hope you love it. All right. So I'm bringing Julie and Danielle in. Julie and Danielle, welcome to the show. Thanks for having having us. us. We are so excited to be here. Not as excited as I am to have you here, truly. I don't know. It might be, it might be a close competition. Like, We're very we excited. We didn't sleep last night. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing about us. I feel it's, I feel like we're both equally like obsessed with each other, but in beyond. a non-creepy way. No, beyond. or maybe it's creepy. It, yeah. I think it was creepy before we reached out and actually met you. Like before right. that we were obsessed with you without knowing you. <laughs> right. And then, and then we reached out, we met you. It's not creepy anymore. Danielle used to sit I, on her phone yeah. next to me and be like, do you know Alana Don? You'd be obsessed with her. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we all know I can't take compliments, so I'm just going to move on. Um, <laughs> so, so do you two want to briefly introduce yourselves and what you think brings you here today? Sure, sure. So um, so I'm Danielle, and I'm one of the co-founders of Foreplay, a double dating app. Um, I went undergrad to Penn State, where I met Julie, I actually studied education when I was in college, came out of college, decided to go back for another bachelor's degree of nursing, then a master's, became a nurse practitioner, and then started a dating app. So here I am. And I'm the other one. What haven't you done? No, seriously. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I would love to be a vet at some point. Maybe if I make it. Maybe if I make it with foreplay, I can can pay for vet school. Being a vet is extremely, it's a very competitive field to go into because there are so few veterinarian schools. Yeah, I don't think if I would make, I don't know if I would make it or not. You have a pretty good resume. Yeah, how about you? Um, So I'm Julie. I'm the the other co-founder. I'm from New Jersey. Went to Penn State. Obviously, it's where we met. I graduated, went back to Rutgers and got my master's and um, as a physician assistant, which as of like two days ago is now called a physician associate, um, which is interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah. And breaking news. Breaking it news. is breaking news. You, hear, you heard it here first. And you did. Um, and yeah, then I co-founded Foreplay with Danielle. 
amazing. Well, I can't wait to dive into more of that. But since this is a dating podcast, I'd love to hear about your actual meet cute. (laughs) Obviously, you mentioned Penn State is where you met each other. But how did that happen? It was definitely love at first sight. I'm not gonna (laughs) lie. It it really was. Um, So if you were in Greek life, or if you know anything about Greek life, um, they usually have pledges um, do the most ridiculous things that nobody wants to do. So at our school at Penn state, it was Greek sing. So it's like all Greek life participates in this like day long performance of like play after play after play, like excerpts from plays from musicals. And I was a sophomore, so I had already done it my freshman year, but but I like wanted to do it again because I wanted to be Pocahontas. Because it's because if you know Danielle Dietzik, she loves the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the mic is a little bit angled, like closer to Danielle Me? right now. Right. I will say. Correct. <laughs> um, we can put it back in the center. No, it's great. It's um, great. So, no, no, no. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. <laughs> It'll make that weird noise again. So, so when Julie was a freshman and I was a sophomore, I volunteered to be in Greek sing, and Julie was like one of the pledges. I was volunteering to be out of Greek sing. <laughs> that, was, that wasn't an option. They were like, no, you got to do it. Like, and Julie probably like thought that I did something wrong. Like, why does she have to do Greek sing? Like, what kind of punishment is this? <laughs> I thought everyone hated you. But I think you quickly learned. Yeah. That it was by choice. <laughs> do you want to give a little, um, like, preview of what it sounded like? Sure. Well, I guess what it, it's, um, not it's, preview, it's not a preview if it's after the fact. Right. But this is what it sounded like. How high does the sycamore grow? You cut it down. Wait. No, she's incredible. Wait, that's actually... What? What? No, no she's incredible. Wait. Honest. Wait, what? Yeah, no, exactly. We'll, we'll, we'll do another episode on that. <laughs> yeah, this is such a fun fact, and I need so much more of it. Um, wow. Is this whole thing recorded somewhere? Oh, the yeah, whole thing? Yeah. I think it is. She, let me, I felt, let me, I let me sing her praises. During Greek singing also. So, And also, let me oh, just boy. say that Danielle won female performer of the year that year thank you so much for you're wow. so welcome wow <laughs> wow that is beautiful so that's i'm so happy met. for you thank you so that's where we Amazing. met um and we walked home from greek sing together and we fell in love and we were friends for the rest of college and then we've just like we've become like sisters we're more yeah. than friends it we're was, wives. It, was it was we're sister wives we're sisters yeah we're sisters and wives and sister wives mm-hmm. it's a lot it's beautiful yeah, I love it. So, okay. So Penn State, PA, or P, it was still PA, nurse. Okay, okay. So what actually brought you to start a dating app? Like, you know, there are dating apps out there already. Clearly, <laughs> something wasn't, uh, apparently, word on the street. Because um, I always had like so many ideas in my head, like, oh, like this would be a good dating app. Or, like this would be a good dating app. But in no world would I have ever actually like gone and made it. So what on earth brought you to to actually do foreplay? Like, how did that happen? Yeah, we didn't mean to do it. It wasn't something that we had like <laughs> wanted to do and set out to do. The backstory behind the creation of foreplay is that I was still in my master's program and I had to do a primary care rotation in New York. And I stayed with Danielle for those six weeks while her sister was backpacking around in India. And we were on the FDR and sitting in traffic and we just started talking about how it's awesome that I'm here for six weeks. I never got to experience New York City dating, but it was only for six weeks. So I wanted to spend time with my friends and date. So we were like, why don't we just like do it together? 
So we changed one of our profiles on a dating app to both of us. And we said, swipe right if you and your friend want to double date me and my friend. Some guys definitely thought it was for threesomes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) One guy was like, what if I only want the cute one? Which was a huge fight. Yeah. Which was, but then I like. Oh my God. But then I like wound up being like, wait, we should date them. (laughs) Yeah. Danielle like like forced him to be like, not forced, but Danielle put him in his place. And then he was like, no, you're right. You're both beautiful. I shouldn't have said that. I actually got him to say that. Yeah. And then Danielle was like, wait, he's like kind of hot. Should we go out with him? And I'm like, he's the biggest asshole ever. Like, no. (laughs) And then he had a friend that. He was like, yeah, I think I actually know the perfect person. And I was like, is he cuter than you, though? <laughs> oh, my God. I got, nice. to, I, got to, I got to plug that. it back. Yes. He did. Perfect. Um, as, so, as, as needed to happen in that situation. Yes. Absolutely. So it just was an idea that we had for fun. But we had such a positive response. So many guys were telling us that this was just so much more fun. One guy told us that we should make it into an app. So I was sending the screenshots to my family because I thought it was hilarious and I had never been so cool in my entire life. And I wanted my mom, my like neurotic Jewish mother to see like, yes, I do date mom. Um, (laughs) So my brother was just like, you need to make this an app because if you don't, somebody else will and you'll regret it. And here we are. A lot of um, SSRIs later. A lot of SSRIs, (laughs) a lot of fights, a lot of tears. Wow. That's incredible. I mean, it, that is really so impressive because think about how many times someone's like, oh, I have this amazing idea. Like, oh, I should do this. But you two actually did it. Yeah. We did the same about you, though. Like, you know, that's true. You had Absolutely. The idea. Thank you. Yeah. And yeah. now here you are. I always am amazed yeah, by am. podcasters specifically because it's like the confidence that it takes to have a conversation and to like, I guess, expect that like what you have to say is something people care about. I think that's mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. And like the fact that you can engage people, it's amazing. And people like love I, you. I, I can engage people, but I can't, I can't find someone who wants to engage me. Well, engage with me. <laughs> um, okay. So you two created foreplay, you made a dating app. So in that time, what have you learned about dating and dating apps and like looking for love. Mm. We had an amazing conversation early on with somebody who um, did her thesis, her master's thesis on Mm. dating app design and how it impacts social behaviors. And um, she actually called it social engineering, which is a term that's used by people in that industry. Um, And I think what we learned early on is that like the dating apps, you know, they have a really binary approach. It's like, I am saying yes or no to you. And we go out on that date and I've already had this concept in my mind that you are a thumbs up or a thumbs down, a swipe left or a swipe right. And the process of actually getting to know one another is very different now than it may have once been before dating apps. So um, that like swipe left, swipe right mentality has like kind of left people with like this uh, merry-go-round of dates. It's like onto the next person, onto the next person, onto the next person. It's kind of like that. It's the same way that it is on the app. It's simulated in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think also what we've learned. So I think we've learned a lot about the technical aspect of a dating app um, and all that goes into it from the back end side, which we never really thought about. But then also the social responsibility that you have when you own a dating app. Mm -hmm. Like we feel like we have a very unique opportunity 
to rid a lot of stigmas and to not have an algorithm that matches you only with a certain religion or a certain race. Like for some people, they only want to marry within their religion, within their race and no judgment there, like to each his own. Um, But foreplay is probably then not the best app for you. We're more about single people connecting with and meeting other single people and being open-minded to the idea that you may really connect with somebody who you never would have met otherwise. And that you can't just choose whether that person like fits everything on your checklist. It's like you actually have to go out and meet that person and feel if the chemistry is there. I love that. So for people who have never been on foreplay, does that mean there are no preferences? Like you can't actually pick and choose these things that you're interested in. Like, how does that work? Very few. So our preferences are really basic. Um, Mm -hmm. We want people to be able to choose where they're dating um, and the age of the person that they're dating, um, but and and the gender of the person that they're dating, of the people that they want to swipe on. Um, but mm-hmm. we really don't go beyond that. Like we don't think it's we allow people on the app to express their own um, beliefs in their profile, right? So in their profile, they can put their political belief, their religion. None of this is required, but it's optional. They can display that, mm-hmm. but we don't do filtering by that because we really think right. that people should like just get to know one another. Right. And our, yeah. our gender for what you want to match with is select all that apply. So it's not mm-hmm. one or the other. And I'm sure most dating apps are like that now. Um, but you keep your options open and pretty soon within the next day or two, there will be a new option where it says not dating, looking for friends. And so people can look for other friends on it. It's just a way for singles to connect. So that's really where the preferences lie. And I think it's also awesome because what we, so we on the foreplay team page, after you do those preferences, you fill in the about us and what we're looking for. Um, And we give like, snarky kind of prompts um so in the what we're looking for we write we like it says in there don't leave this blank like tell them what you're looking for lovers friends lovers and friends like what is it yeah and I feel like that prompt empowered a lot of people to honestly state what they're looking for because a lot of profiles say lovers and friends (laughs) (laughs) um friends with the ability to turn into lovers just lovers like people are like okay I'll be honest like this is what we're looking for yeah I also think that's really cool that you're allowing people to just search for friends soon too because I feel like people all the time like move to new cities or are like go to like school somewhere for some type of like degree and they're suddenly in this world where they really don't know people Mm -hmm. and especially over the last year it's become really difficult to meet people so I think that's really awesome because also like I know my friends and I are like oh we need more guy friends you know just like guys to hang out with like we want to like have that and so that's really it's like so cool that you can do that yeah I love it I mean I think like what's interesting is that although we call ourselves a dating app we actually are more of a social app and 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 really like our name is foreplay social but we (laughs) but we of course we're appealing to single people so we call it a dating app but at its core foreplay is about single people connecting with other single people like it's really really hard for single people to do that whether they're it's difficult to connect with single people in a romantic way and it's difficult Mm -hmm. to connect with your friends in a, for like an, in, um, like, uh, sharing that experience of being single because people do it 
in isolation. And they talk, right. and they talk shit about the experience. Yeah, they like, talk shit about the experience. Oh, I hate being single. Oh, it's another wasted night. Like, yeah. let's commiserate together. So instead, it's like, let's enjoy it together. Let's enjoy it. Let's it's meet like, two new people yes. and have a few drinks and laugh. And like, if nothing comes of it romantically, like whatever, it was still fun. Like not every, yeah. not every app out there for single people has to be about finding a relationship. Like some can right. be about enjoying being single. Yeah. Okay. So that brings me into the next big thing I want to talk about. Two things actually. So first double dating. So I have a few questions about this because obviously like some people haven't actually done it and I, like a lot of people haven't done it on a dating app. So my first main question is what happens if you both end up liking the same one person that you're on the double date with? Because you go in, you kind of, I assume that you each have like uh, someone in mind of the two people, but what happens if you're both like, Oh no, that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, literally what every single person asks. Every single person. <laughs> well, let me ask you first, has that ever happened to you? To take double yes. dating out of it. Has that ever happened to you at a bar? Absolutely. Right? Of course it has. Right? So it's like, has that, like, how do you handle that? You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. I'm not just a girl on the go these days. I am a chicken running around with its head cut off. Two podcasts, wedding planning, wedding attending, dog momming, traveling, and trying to eat well, move my body, and stay sane all at once is not a recipe for success. That's why I've turned to my recipe masters, aka Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat meals that taste delicious, make me feel good, and take a major thing off of my to-do list. Factor's meals are pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved and there are more than 35 options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan, veggie, and more. Guys, I seriously can't say enough good things about Factor's meals. They take two minutes to heat up, which means I can pop them in the microwave between recordings, or I can grab a ready-made smoothie from the fridge on my way to a workout class, or I can even have dinner ready for me and Jake after a really long day of work without lifting a finger. It has changed so much and has really made me feel like there's one 
one less thing I need to worry about. And I feel good after eating the meals. Like they're so delicious and nutritious. You can order as much or as little as you need by choosing six to 18 meals per week. And you can pause or reschedule whenever you need, which has been really helpful for me with on and off traveling that I've had over the last few months and over the next few months. And you guys know I love when things make sense financially and factor meals are less expensive than takeout. So you save money and you don't have to go anywhere to pick them up. Factors roasted garlic butter salmon and their tomato basil chicken risotto are two of my favorites that I keep ordering on repeat. But honestly, every single one of their meals has lived up to the hype. And of course, we are hooking you guys up. Head to factormeals.com slash seeing other people 50 and use code seeing other people 50 to get 50% off. That's code seeing other people 50 at factormeals.com slash seeing other people 50 to get 50% off. Honestly, like it gets really awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Lose friends. Yeah. I mean, because it's also like everyone, like girls can be, and guys too, like everyone can be a little competitive. And Mm -hmm. especially when it's like the possibility of this person could end up being somebody that I really like, who really likes me. Like, of course, like everyone wants to really go for it, Mm -hmm. but obviously it's like, well, friends first, but, but in the moment it's a little, it's a little bit of a yeah in line yeah it's like oh he likes her better yeah yeah Yeah. I mean unless you and your friend are actually the exact same person the the other person is probably going to have a preference who they are more attracted to and Mm -hmm. they're you know like with us like we don't don't have that problem because we are so opposites that like Mm -hmm. if a guy is into Julie he's not into me and if he's into me he's not into Julie but not everybody's like that that's that's Totally yeah. true. Like right. there are friends that like are super similar, look similar, have similar body types, have similar personalities. I think that although people, it's natural for people to gravitate towards one another and it's natural for people to plan before the date, like I kind of have my eye on that one. Um, I think that what we try to promote within the app is all four people meeting and having fun. There is no way that you can talk within mm. the app to another individual person, unless it's your teammate, you can talk to your teammate, but we really try to promote the group mentality. So it's a group chat. Um, the way that, that you match on the app is not like one person from our team, like one person from their team. It's we both have to like their team and they both have to like our team. So I think all of this facilitates this group mentality where we're going to get together and we're all four interested in meeting one another. Yeah. And I think we're also trying to really build the mentality of like being a good friend and being a good wingman. So on the Mm -hmm. app, if you swipe left on a team that your teammate had already swiped right on, you'll get a pop-up that says like, are you sure you don't want to give this like a second look, you know, like your teammate already swiped right. And then the two options are fine. I'll be wingman or no, I'm selfish. So, so no like, way. Right. That's amazing. So we make light of real world situations because we make you say you're selfish. We make you say <laughs> just own yeah. it. Like just own it. Like there's been plenty of times it's where true. I've been at a bar with our friends and our one friend is into some guy and wants to stay to talk to him and I'm stuck talking to the other guy who I really have no interest in, but I'll yeah. be a good wingman for that night because next time she'll get me. So, yep. That's the kind of mentality we're trying to promote. It's like go in open-minded the person that you think you might like through a screen may be a totally different person in real life. The pheromones True. are missing when you're talking through a phone. Um, and like work it out like, like adults, like that's the real world. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. 
what what is like the group chat texting etiquette like because obviously I think at this point everyone's used to flirting like one-on-one but how do you kind of like flirt in a group it's hilarious (laughs) it's like the funniest thing um what's funny is that before we made foreplay and we were doing this on another dating app it was just bizarre Mm -hmm. because it was Julie and I both logged in to the same account and right. both talking oh my God. in the chat to our match. Um, and we were like, this doesn't work. Everybody needs to have an individual identity. So everybody right. has their own identity. So it's not like our team is talking to their team. It's there are four, there are four people in the group chat. Um, I would say that etiquette is like all four people should should be involved. Like it's definitely weird if three people are talking and the other is like, yeah, you guys come up with a plan and I'll tag along. Like that's not really the culture of foreplay the culture of foreplay is all four people are involved I would say like if I had to give advice to people who are on foreplay like keep it light don't and don't make it sexual it's weird yeah yeah like don't don't be like sexually flirting in a group chat it's really uncomfortable and weird I mean it's only happened like once to us but like boys will be boys and make inappropriate jokes but like just don't <laughs> like just don't I feel uncomfortable hearing that that's happened yeah it happened yeah. like one time but it was just like okay that's not good group chat etiquette right um a but lot I think of that it happens is, less right I think does. it happens less because your friend is there so like you're not gonna say right. something that's like totally inappropriate because like your friend is watching right well that's why it happened once on four but it happens quite often on other days right on. yeah um but I would say that's good etiquette and I would agree to keep it light um our group chat, we've had a few group chats that like the entire dialogue is like capital ha 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 ha. <laughs> and then me just going, ha, 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 like just goes back and forth. Yeah. Um, one guy actually, who's a user on our app had reached out to me on LinkedIn and he was like, I just want to let you know, like I'm on your app and I've never had this much fun on a dating app. And I just wanted to let you know. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. People, you That's can also, really awesome. you can send pictures too. So people send like gifts and memes and like, take funny photos like selfies like people send funny stuff yeah that's amazing I love that it really brings like the whole dynamic together as if you were almost like meeting in real life Mm -hmm. so okay so a few more questions on the double dating concept so when you're actually on the date let's say obviously like you talked about how like the two of you are opposites like what if I'm on a date and I'm I'm double dating with a friend of mine like I'm really outgoing and my friend is really shy how do you kind of make sure that everyone is contributing and everyone feels comfortable. And it's like the two of you, like you and one person aren't like off having the best time ever. And they're kind of like sitting there quiet. Like, how do you, how do you actually handle the dynamic in real life? And and this goes for whether you're meeting on foreplay or meeting at a bar or any type of double dating situation. That's a great question. And I think yeah. that's part of the reason why grouper didn't do that well. Do you remember grouper? Yeah. Um, Cause I think three is three, three is a mm-hmm. lot. And and it's inevitable with three and three that there are going to be like break off conversations. Yeah. Like right. with four, you can keep the conversation amongst the four of you with six. It's like, mm, it's well, it, when you have four, which I'm just thinking about our last four play date, we went to Astoria. Mm-hmm. It was four of us sitting around a circular table. Mm-hmm. So there's no way mm, for people to be that's great. left out. Yeah. When it's six, it goes from being a circular table to being a rectangle. Right. And there is, you have to lean forward to see past the person sitting next to you. And that's an awkward setup. Yeah. So I think that the, I think on a first date with four people, probably a circular table type situation for drinks is a good setup because everyone is 
is only go to included. bars with circular tables. Only go. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a circular table at your bar and you want to advertise on our app, let us know. Right. We, you, we will put it in the app. Um, you know, I'm sure even if, if you're making a reservation, like you can always leave a note like to request that or even yeah. even even a square table because and then everyone has like their corner, but everyone's kind of facing each other. Like, I yeah. guess just not, not like, a bar. ideally circular, just not a bar. Yeah, yeah. that's ter- that's bad. Sitting like, that a, in a straight line at the bar is terrible. Bar would not be OK unless no. it unless it was no. two people sitting on the seat and the other two people standing. But like, who would want to be the two no, people? But that, who would want to be the two people? Yeah. standing? <laughs> and how do you choose who's stay- yeah, no, no, right. no. super awkward. <laughs> Um, also though, to that point with having one friend who's a little more shy, I think that's why some people really like foreplay because some people are a little more slow to warm Mm -hmm. like that other date. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because some people are a little more slow to warm and maybe are super awkward on a one-on-one because they're shy and a little more introverted and, and maybe having a friend who is the more outgoing one provides some comfort because you don't feel like you have to carry the conversation. Like you're there with your friend. Um, and something that I find really attractive is seeing the friend friend dynamic, seeing how two friends interact with each other, not necessarily like me flirting with someone, but seeing how they are as friends. I think that's adorable. Me too. I completely agree because that's actually definitely something that I consider in any dating experience. Like I look forward to getting to the point where you can meet the friends because I, I need to know what they're like with their friends. I need Mm -hmm. to know what their friends are like and, and how they kind of hang out because also, if you think about it, like if you end up dating someone, their friends become your friends. Exactly. Yeah. And and that that dynamic is really important. So that is really cool that you're seeing that off the so bat. So have you so have you met your boyfriend's friends? And what's the scoop there? Yes, I have. I've hung out with him and his friends a bunch of times. I, I really like them. They're really great. I like in the first time I went over to his apartment is he has four roommates. Um, oh my wait, he's one wow. of four or one of five? One of five. Oh wow. Whoa. So even just going to the apartment was like an experience where it was like I'm meeting the friends. Yes, exactly. But I will say like I felt so comfortable. Like I think just like their dynamic and and like they made me feel really like welcome and invited and like I think I just like took my shoes off and like popped down on the couch and like felt I I just felt like I was hanging out with my friends almost. That's really and nice. so that was really telling for me where I just I I felt instantly comfortable. So that was that was big. Absolutely That's really nice. And how many do, sorry, I <laughs> we're we're both really excited yeah. about asking these follow-ups. <laughs> <laughs> how many dates in did you go did you go and meet the friends at the apartment? I think it was maybe on our like fifth date. We for fourth date, we got dinner and then we went back to watch, I think like the finale of the Bachelor. Oh, love him. <laughs> love. Wait, I love the Bachelor. Single? Are they single? Uh, no, they are all in relationships. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You win some, you lose some. Uh, <laughs> but but I'll keep an eye out for you too obviously but I do think it's really uh, interesting like that you're saying like it was the fifth date in because the fifth date in is pr- a pretty long time like to yeah. it's not a long time to meet to, for someone to introduce you to their friends because like that's actually the next step mm-hmm. but the fact that the way people meet is the fact that people only meet on apps and so you are not exposed to any of their world you're seeing each other in a vacuum until right. it's time to meet the friends as opposed to like the way dating yeah. was before dating apps where you were probably exposed to their world because you maybe like met them as a mutual friend or you yeah or you met them like they worked at your job or they lived in your building you know but with dating apps it's yeah. like taking two people who are unrelated completely and putting them together yeah yeah the friends is so crucial for me first of all I would have to like the person that I'm dating's friends and then 
more importantly, they would have to like my friends. Yeah. And so whenever yeah. I'm like one or two dates in, I'm like, okay, well, now I'm just gonna see like what they're like with my friends. But you can't be like come out with my friends after two dates because that makes it seem a little more serious than it is. But I'm really just doing it as like, a, let me just see how you like jive with everyone, not because I want to like get married tomorrow. But like, right. I want to stop sending my friends screenshots of everything you're saying. I'd rather <laughs> yes. you just need them. I'd rather you just say it yourself. <laughs> right. To them. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's almost, it, it, it not only takes the pressure off, but it takes a lot of work out of it where it's like your friends want, your friends are going to ask about a million questions about them. And like, you'd rather just be like, okay, like here, go just yeah. figure it out for yourselves. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, okay. So before uh, a little bit earlier, we talked about like being a good wingman, wingman woman. And we also talked about making dates and like dating fun. And we, we did have a listener write in and say, what are ways you guys ground yourselves and make dating feel fun when it feels draining? So I'm curious what your answers are to that. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good question. I think dating, unfortunately, I feel like for a lot of people in today's world, dating feels more like a chore than anything else. Mm -hmm. It's like you have to do it. Um, I mean, I would say like find dating apps that are new and interesting. Like I think good, and, good subtle plug. No, and it's not. And I know, <laughs> and I, know it, I know it sounds like a plug, but like I'm, I can say one thing thousand percent genuinely that I am somebody who has difficulty dating it is it's hard for me to get over the hump some people it's easier for them to get over. everyone has the hump it's hard for me to get over it um Mm -hmm. but I am interested in going on foreplay dates I'm saying it genuinely I'm not saying it as a plug right and Julie will Julie will attest to it because it's like that's the only way I can think of that like makes dating like a little more fun. So I think that finding other ways to meet people and whether that be finding other dating apps other than Hinge, Bumble and Tinder, or it mean, or, you know, it could mean going to the park and like, or going to a coffee shop and actually talking to someone in real life. I think just switching up the way that you're meeting people could get you over that hump. And I also think it's okay to take breaks from, dating when you're feeling burnt out like anything else so I go on a pretty solid amount of dates um I'm 29 so I'm looking to meet someone seriously and I definitely have weeks where I have like a few dates that week and then I have other weeks where I'm like I I don't have the capacity to date right now it's not fun the chances are more likely that we're not going to be a match than we are going to be a match so for those weeks, like I just, not that I delete it off my phone, like it doesn't need to be that serious. I just have, I just don't go on. It's fine. And yeah. then when I get that craving for like, oh, I haven't been on a date in a while. Like I really should go out. It doesn't feel as strenuous and you get terrible. That you get that craving. Sometimes I get that craving. You get that craving to sit on Second sometimes Avenue. I crave, sometimes I crave Second Avenue traffic brushing by me while I eat my meal. <laughs> um, oh my God. But. I will say also, I think that you should mix up the kind of dating that you're doing. So I I think every, if you're on dating apps and that's where you're feeling like overwhelmed and it's not fun, I think every dating, every dating app does have its own personality, right? So if you want to feel like empowered and make the first move and you're a girl, like be on Bumble. If you are, I think, looking for something a little more serious, I think Hinge has that reputation, the hookup, like everyone has their own personality, right? So I like to mix it up. So I like to go on foreplay dates and I like to go on hinge dates. I do both. 
Um, actually, it was really funny yesterday. Someone that I went to college with texted me and she was like, I just had this amazing thought. What if you meet your husband on foreplay? And I was like, I mean, I might. <laughs> like, it's an option. I, it's the only way I'm dating. So I will definitely meet my husband on foreplay. <laughs> not only is it an option, but it's like probably the goal. Yeah, <laughs> right, it's right, definitely the goal. Great. Yeah. <laughs> but I think when you're, I think when you're feeling like it's not fun, you should stop doing it for a little bit because the yeah. energy that you're putting out on the date probably isn't an attractive one. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling like it's a job and a chore and like, don't feel pressure from other people that you should be doing something or shouldn't be doing something. Like if you want to not date that week, that's fine. Yeah. 100%. I think it's so important if you're feeling burnt out to take a break because you're not going to have fun. Like if you're going into it thinking like, Oh, like another date, this is going to suck. Then yeah, it's probably going to suck. Mm-hmm. And you don't want it to feel like a thing on your to-do list, something like you have to do. You're not like being punished. Like you want to be in the mindset where like, oh my God, this is an opportunity. And like, maybe I'll have a great time. And and if not, at least I tried. And if you're not in that mindset where you're looking forward to it, then the best thing to do is take a few weeks off and, and look like maybe after a week, you'll be like, okay, now I'm like itching to go on a date again. Great. Maybe exactly. it'll take a few weeks or a month or a few months. Like, Whatever it may be, you really want to be feeling like you want to be dating. Totally. And you should also find things that you like to do and do them. Like before yeah. before the pandemic, when I was considering moving to Manhattan, which I ended up doing during the pandemic, um, I really wanted to like do intramural sports or like join a bike, like bike riding, something like that, where it was like an activity that I like to do because it's inevitably social. You're doing it with mm-hmm. other people with other people that share your same interests. So you already have that in common. So if you're finding dating to be unfun, then do something without the intention of dating yeah. and you might need somebody. Yeah. Facts. Mic drop, mic drop. Mic drop. Okay. So before we move on to all the listener questions, one thing I like to ask our guests, because we had an episode in the beginning, what guys wish girls knew and what girls wish guys knew. So what do each of you wish guys knew about dating, dating you, looking Mm. for love in general? Like what's something you really wish the person that you're trying to find like understood? I wish guys knew that like... I wish guys knew that most women need a lot of time to prepare for a date. Maybe not, maybe not all women, Um, but for straight women who are looking for straight guys, for any straight guy who's listening, this is, this is my piece of advice. A plan is really important because a lot of effort goes into um, getting ready, whether it's doing hair, makeup, shaving, whatever the case may be. And I think that like last minute canceling or last minute, like moving the time, when like you've already done that preparation is really frustrating, but how is the guy to know that you were doing all that preparation? So that's, that's something that I wish guys knew. Wow. That's a great one. I'm trying to, there's like things that I wish guys knew about me specifically, but that doesn't help anybody listening to this. (laughs) Um, I would, yeah, I think that I would echo that one. Um, I also think that Guys should be, guys should be, oh, you have one for me. I have one for you that I know you think. Do you want to whisper it in my ear? (laughs) (laughs) Guys, secret secrets are no fun unless you tell Alana Dunn. Oh Oh, oh, oh. Oh my God, you're so lucky that it rhymed with you. That That it rhymed with your name. That is a good one. I've been using that line since like third grade. grade. (laughs) That's a great one. Um, Okay, this was a good one that I, that I do feel. Um, I would say first date should be an hour and not 
longer. Um, somebody actually told us that. Um, Gabby, Conti. Gabby Conti told us that mm-hmm. when we had interviewed her. And she said that she keeps her first dates to an hour. And I adopted that. And I love that because, I mean, you, you don't know how to like, you don't start a date by saying this is only an hour. She but, does. She's like, I have a parking meter. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's bolder <laughs> than I am. But I wish that was like an, inev- I wish that was like a, a rule that everyone just like knew where it's like a first date's an hour. It's enough time to like sit and pick up on someone's vibe, see if you have things to talk about, but not too much time where it's like, well, our first date was four hours. So now there's all this pressure for the second date to be amazing because the first date was amazing. It's like a taste of them. And then you come back for more. Mm-hmm. I also wish that guys knew like how, meaningful small gestures are on a date like um opening the door for me like really means a lot and like like it's just small things walking on the sidewalk and it gets narrow and they like stop to let you walk first just being like chivalrous I think is something that I hold a lot of weight like I it's the little things did yeah no matter let me order first did they ask what I wanted like things not that it's all about me it's just that they're thoughtful Mm mm-hmm I think this goes for like, no matter the gender, like, or the sexual orientation. It's like just doing those little things that show that like, I'm going to put a little bit of work in putting a little bit of work in is a good thing. Yeah. Well, I also think the little things goes way beyond the first date. I think, I think everything when it comes to relationships and and dating is about the little things. And it's like, what, like maybe like Danielle, maybe you have a big like meeting or something on Friday and so, and the guy remembered and like you hadn't mentioned it in four days, but he wished you good luck that morning. Like right. that speaks volumes to like his character or even like if you had a bad day and then like they remembered that you love peanut M&Ms or something and like brought them to you at the end of the day. Like it, it's the little, it really yeah. is the little things that, that make the biggest difference. Yes. Definitely. And when you get that text that says, did you get home? Okay. You know, that yes. person is the type of person who's thoughtful and that does text, the little that things. text when I don't get that text. I'm like, eek. Yeah. I actually know people who like, if they don't get that text, they're, they're done. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, maybe, maybe guys need to hear that because yeah. maybe they don't know how important that text is because they don't have the same fears going home at night that we do. True. You know? True. And obviously it depends on where you live and, and what like right. going home is like, sometimes you might be driving home, but even still like, right. Mm-hmm. You never know. Definitely. Right. Um, Julie, I was laughing about the one hour thing because, and my, my friends know this all too well. I'm like very, very, you take I, I always have like, no, I have like six hour long first dates. Yes. <laughs> like always it's, it, they're like every date that Alana goes on. That's the first date is like, she comes home and it's like, okay, like this was a scene from the bachelor. It was one-on-one. <laughs> like we did this and then we did this. And then we like watched the sunrise at 5am after like having the deepest heart to heart. It's like, and then, oh how my does, God. and then how does the second date normally go? Is it normally anticlimactic climactic before you had a boyfriend? Yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> right? It's like you cuz it's like you've already done it all and then there's this expectation yeah. to like start where you left off, but it's like right. no second date is going to start that high. Compare. Yeah, that's so true. Um yeah, I was laughing when you said that. Okay. <laughs> but, I mean, no judgment on those who do have six hour long. <laughs> Let's get into the listener questions. Um this first one I just want to touch on quickly, uh but we kind of did talk about it a lot. If one's not getting enough matches on apps, is it best to just ditch apps and organically find people IRL. And I think we all agree, like it's, it's best to try out different apps, see what works for you. And yeah, definitely try meeting people in real life. And whether that's 
through like dating experiences, like dating types of places like at a bar or at a party or whether it's through signing up for an intramural sport or something like that. Um, I think just don't rely on just that one app that's maybe not working for you, but also take a look at your profile. Like exactly. That's what I was going to say. Like see where you can improve or maybe, maybe your pictures are a little outdated or maybe your prompt answers aren't telling someone enough about you. Um, I think there are definitely a lot of things that you can do. Yeah. I think you should have somebody else look at like a friend, look at your profile Mm -hmm. because it's a fresh set of eyes to be like, "Uh, that's kind of coming off the wrong way or, you know, yeah. Definitely. And quickly plugging our Patreon. Um, we do, we do, I do offer profile revamps, which have been really, really fun. And, I did it. Uh, yeah, Daniel did it. And it's been a great way to really help people kind of get a fresh little start. And I've met some amazing listeners and, and made some really great connections. So definitely recommend doing that. Patreon.com slash seeing other people, I think. <laughs> I think. Um, okay, next one. <laughs> 27-year-old single male in Ohio just listened to the Me in Search of You episode. When Alana talked about how she knows people who went on one date with someone from an app and they found their person while I'm on date 400-something, <laughs> I felt that. At this point in my dating life, I'm feeling that in the romantic realm of life, there are certain folks who are just very lucky and mm. those who are simply not. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree. There are people who are lucky, but I don't think it's all about luck. I, I yeah. definitely agree there are people who are lucky. I think that... Like we have friends that are married and it's like, wow, they're mad. Like they just, it just happened so fast. Like how'd that happen? Like, um, so for sure. But I also think that it is all about timing. Um, I think that if it, if it's not a good time or if everything is, if the conditions aren't all set up perfectly for a relationship to happen or for even a good date to happen, or at the very basic level to even be in the right mindset, um, then it's not going to work. But I think that if you at a ground level, like are in a good mindset mindset and have a good perspective and the other things are also like you kind of have your ducks in a row, um, I think it can happen. I think it's all about timing. I agree. I think it's about timing. I think when that's happening, you should self-reflect and confirm that you really are in the right place in your life, that you are ready for something serious. Um, uh, maybe there's like a vibe that you're putting out that you don't realize because maybe so subconsciously you're not ready for something real. Um, but even if that's not the case, I think that you have to hold out on the fact that good things come to those who wait. And I can speak from experience with my brother who dated every girl probably in New York and New Jersey for like 10 years and had terrible luck and never met anyone. And he was 40 years old when he met his now wife and he's the best person on the planet yeah like actually the best person on the planet so it was like shocking that he was single but he just could he just was going on dates he was almost too nice I think that was probably part of his problem Hmm. um because I think that like being super nice like that maybe comes off a little desperate Mm -hmm. um and so he met his wife when he was 40 and she's like a year or two older than he is. And that was her first. And she's husband. amazing. And she's amazing. And they have like the healthiest marriage and like they adore each other. And it took him a really long time to find that, but he found it. And I think that it can happen for, and it will happen for anyone who wants it to happen. Yeah, I, I agree. And I also think one thing that I've learned is like, I, 
in hindsight, looking back on the relationships I was in, the dating experiences I've been in, in the past and, and why they didn't work out, I definitely was not ready for them to work right. out. As much as I thought I wanted to, like I have grown so much. I'm a completely different person now than I was like three, four, five years ago. And I think part of that is because these relationships didn't work out and I had to kind of pick myself back up and learn and grow from them. And the person I was back then really wasn't like together enough. And I would have really relied on that other person for like my happiness and my strength. And like, that's not, that's not a good thing in a relationship long-term. So I do think just making sure that like you continuously learn from all the dates you go on, learn about like, and not just learn about dating, but learn about yourself and know that it's not going to work out until it works out. Totally. It's also, it's also probability, right? Like the more people you date, the higher the chances are that you'll meet somebody that is your person. If you never Mm -hmm. put yourself out there and you never date, they're not going to just magically find their way to your doorstep. Yeah. It definitely does feel hard though when it's like, well, everyone around me is like has met their person and it just hasn't happened for me yet. And I'm doing all the right things. And I like, I've been there too. I've been the only like single person in my friend group. I've been surrounded by all these people having exactly what I want. And it it is really hard, but it is like, you have to push through and remember that like the grass isn't always greener. It's not. And you if you wanted to be in a relationship with someone, mm-hmm. you could be right. in a relationship with someone. Right. We but, always say this. Yeah. But is that person actually the type of person like that's going to bring you happiness and going to make you better? Like, no, it, it, you're looking for a life partner and it's going to take a while to find that person. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, okay. This is a good one, I think, for you to answer. How do I meet people if I'm an introvert with three friends, doesn't drink, and doesn't really go out much? <laughs> it's good for us to answer. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm such an extrovert, um, but I also don't love to go out. Um, so I can totally relate to that. Um, I mean, I, I do think like what Julie said before, there are ways to meet people other than going on dating apps. And I do think that if you're an introverted person, it's a good idea anyway, without the, without the objective being to meet someone romantically, it's a, it's a good thing to do anyway, to join some sort of group or some sort of community. And like you said, Alana, it can be online. Like there actually are a lot of people who meet online. There are people who meet on TikTok and like become real friends. Look at us. We've never met in real life. We've never yeah, met, you know? I know. I feel, which is um, crazy to Which me. is crazy. Which like, needs to happen. It needs to happen. Because you're like our triplet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think that um, being part of a community is really, really helpful. Um, yeah. And, you know, you sh- it's a good thing to do anyway. And it's also a way, it's, it's also something that can facilitate finding your person. Um, also, for this specific person... I'm just thinking there is a, an app for dating called lucid, I believe. And it's for, I I know it's people that are sober. So there's, there are communities that, that you can find that are like you. So like I was saying, every app has its own personality. Like I'm sure there's an app for that person. If Mm -hmm. that person wants to be doing online dating, Mm -hmm. but I would stick with my original answer, which is do stuff that you enjoy and with other people who enjoy what you enjoy as well. 
told you you'd be good at answering this one. <laughs> <laughs> we plugged another app, not our own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, la- okay. We have, we have two options. We have a really long one or a short one. Mm. You choose. You're the host. Oh, boy. All right. Well, let's let's tackle the long one. I feel I feel confident. Okay, let's do it. In, in our ability. All right. I recently went on a date with a girl, and we both said it went well. We went on a second date, biking and picnic, that we also both said went well. On the third date, she came over, and we did a fire and had a good time, and she stayed over. The next day, I left to go visit family, and we talked over text over the next couple of days. Then she texted me saying she was sorry she didn't tell me earlier, but she had more platonic feelings for me and enjoyed herself on Friday, but had gotten ahead of herself and overexcited. She told me she wanted to be friends, and I respectfully said thank you for telling me. I don't see us friends because I, but I don't see us as friends because I didn't think it was a good idea. I let her know I'd be open to feedback if she felt comfortable and open, just because I was confused because it seemed to me that things were going so well. She told me she wasn't sure I had done anything wrong, but she felt I could maybe be more open because she said she felt a little disconnection. I found this confusing because I felt I shared a lot with her about my family, my grandmother passing, and we had also talked about anxiety. Mm-hmm. I personally am someone that takes more time to open up, and I find it so frustrating because I feel like this isn't the first time someone has been very turned off early on because they just want someone who's more open right away. I try to be more open and less shy, but I'm just someone that likes to get to know someone first and three dates isn't long enough for me to feel completely comfortable. I've been trying to think of ways I can communicate this on my dating profile, but I also don't want to turn people off. Do you have any advice or thoughts on the situation I recently had slash how to be more open or how to deal with people not wanting to give you a chance to open up? Um, I have a controversial opinion. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. I call bullshit on this girl. I think that it sounds, this is, this is my opinion. I don't know if this is reality, but I think that people have a really hard time taking ownership over, um, breaking things off with another person. Like people have a really hard time saying like, I just don't like you like that. I just don't like, it's just the feeling that wasn't there for me. I don't feel a spark with you. I don't think we have chemistry. And so it wouldn't surprise me if she gave feedback because she wasn't ballsy enough to actually just say, there's nothing. I just don't like, like, I don't feel romantically interested. Um, I think that it sounds like this person did really open up. Um, like talking about your grandmother's passing is not an easy thing to do. So if that's happening on a first date, I'm not sure how he, and and his anxiety, I'm not sure how he like could have been more open. Um, so I guess I'm just having trouble like believing her. And I also think that you do have to take other people's feedback with a grain of salt. It's important to listen to other people's feedback, but you also need to know that you are exactly who you are supposed to be. And if you were being yourself and you were being you, then you don't need to change. You only need to change if you weren't exactly being yourself and somebody is telling you like you could be more this or more that. Yeah. I also not to be like super invasive into their dating life, but would like to know if when she slept over Friday, if they had sex Maybe that changed something for mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Maybe it wasn't there for for her. Uh huh. And maybe um, she couldn't say that. Right. Um. Not that he's be- not not if he's listening. Not that you're like bad at sex, but maybe it just wasn't the romantic connection wasn't there emotionally when mm-hmm. you, when you were intimate. Um. But I do kind of agree with Danielle. I would take it with a grain of salt. Um. In terms of the advice about putting it on your dating profile, I would say do it because 
You need to be exactly who you are. So if, yeah. you're, if you're afraid to put it on your dating profile because you're afraid it might turn someone off, mm-hmm. if that turns someone off, that person is not for you because right. that person yeah. wants somebody who on day one is going to say, well, this was my most traumatic experience as, an, as a <laughs> person and this is why I'm this way. And if that's not what you're comfortable doing, then you need to express that in a very tasteful way. Mm-hmm. Like if you're on Hinge choosing the prompt, the one thing you should know about me is I'm yes. a little bit yeah. slower to open up. Yes. And I think that people, I think like with that said, people don't necessarily want a dating profile to be like your diary entry. So I think having that as just maybe one answer, like there being like one serious answer like that, um, maybe coupled with like something else that's like a more lighthearted answer is a great idea. Like I think as long as you balance it. But if you're someone who needs a little more time to open up, nothing wrong with that. I completely agree. I also, I, Danielle, I agree with your controversial take, which I don't think is controversial at all, that her reasoning was bullshit and, and not nothing against her. I just, yeah, I agree. Like people are not good at being honest and taking ownership over why they're ending. I mean, obviously like it, I'm, it's a good thing that she sent that anti-ghosting text and said she didn't feel a connection, but I, I don't think that you need, that you should like think too much into her reasoning because mm-hmm. 99 out of 100 times it has nothing to do with you mm-hmm. right and that's what's so hard about dating is that we take everything so personally because it is personal it feels really personal right. and there are feelings involved and, and we get hurt but it probably has nothing to do with you at all and if she thinks that like you talking about all these things like is you not opening up then that's that's a personal problem for her right right exactly (laughs) like what what more like that's a lot that's a lot of like deep things to talk about within your first few dates so I don't think that there's anything that you're doing wrong or like something you need to be doing better at like I think you're doing a really great job at being vulnerable and and putting yourself out there and I think like keep doing that because you will find the person who is going to appreciate that and, and give that back to you. I could not agree more. Like I could not agree more. If I'm working on like wearing clothing that like I like for myself, regardless of whether or not it is flattering on me, if that's something that I'm working on and Mm -hmm. then I go on a date with someone and they say what they didn't like about me was they didn't like my shirt. It's like, okay, but like, I, (laughs) that's your problem. I have a goal, which is to do what, um, what makes me like a better person, a stronger person, more confident person. And like, I'm working on that. If that didn't work for you, I'm not going to stop what my mission is for you. So he's working on being more open. Good for him. He did a great job. Wasn't open enough for her. Doesn't matter. And I would just like to add that I always wear amazing shirts. Yeah, you do. (laughs) (laughs) well good that's why you're good double dating partners exactly (laughs) (laughs) amazing well thank you both so so much for coming on this was so great I'm really excited for everyone to listen and uh, where can everyone find you if if you want to be found of course we want I mean, to be you, found. You, you, of course you do. You make amazing, hilarious content. <laughs> you honestly, you both are so on trend, and like I've learned the trends now from you. I'm not even kidding. No, stop. So, for, for everyone listening who isn't watching this, like their jaws both just drop. <laughs> <before. laughs> 
on the floor. <laughs> Biggest compliment we've ever heard. <laughs> um, you can find us. Um, most importantly, you can download our app from the App Store. So four plays available um, on for iOS um, in the App Store, and it's also on Google Play for Android. Um, and then if you want to follow us on social, um, on Instagram, we're at four play um, social, F O U R P L A Y social. And on TikTok and Twitter, we're at foreplay underscore dating app. And that's the tea. That's the tea. I love I love the tea. I love the tea. I stand I the tea. The tea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you both so so much. And um, for the record, by the time this episode comes out, we better have actually gone on our own. Yes. Little we date. need three yes. plus. Or else. Yes, yes. I need three plus. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yes, three ply stat. All right. Thank you everyone for tuning in. We will see you next Tuesday. As always, uh, if you liked what you heard, please, please, please scroll down and leave a five-star rating and a review. Of course, subscribe if you're not already subscribed and follow us at Seeing Other People wherever you like to follow people on social media. And that's it. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye.